0: To Just, Just Ghouly, Ghouly Things. things. Oh. <laughs> hey, Boo Thanks, and welcome to Just Ghouly Things. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey, Christmas I don't... edition. Jingle, jingle, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> What's up, my ho ho hoes in the house?
1: <laughs> my ho ho hoes.
0: Our boo-things are our ho-ho-hos for the holiday season. (gasps) Okay, I like that. I do love that. I like that. So, to get into the holiday spirit, um, I want to give Lily her Christmas gift before Christmas. And shockingly, my Christmas gift is running
1: late. (laughs) Like, can we just discuss? (laughs) Rebecca's is on time and prompt, and mine is in the mail. (laughs) Fucking three days before Christmas. If that's not just ghoulie thing style, I don't know what Honestly, is. I was in the car, and I was like, why do I get out of work late on days I have places to be? Because like, it's Lily Baldassar. Right, literally.
0: Like, that's how it fucking works. Like, what else would it happen? So, shop locally oh for God, you. And you. I And there's two things in there. Okay. So, you could just open up whatever one. doesn't really matter. Okay. Wait, I'll we- Okay. No, it's the- so... <gasps> I'm shitting my pants! Yeah. So... It's a Starbucks oh tumbler. God. Now, I know you don't drink Starbucks, but it's a customized tumbler that has the Disney font with your name on it, oh and Peter Pan, which I know is your favorite. God. And I'm pretty sure that's your tattoo, right? Yes, okay, it is! Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But, yeah, so you can put, oh obviously, God. your Diet Coke gosh, in there, no your pee, water. for you. <laughs> and then oh I think yours thing is at the bottom.
1: Gosh. Stop it! I love it! I love it so
0: much. Wait, there's more? Yeah. But wait, there's more! I hope it's in there. Yeah, it is. Okay. I actually didn't open this up, so I really hope it is actually what I ordered. So we will see.
1: Okay, well, I don't know how to pronounce the name on the bag, so that's promising. What? Loki, can you get out of my business, please? You don't. He's like, I wanna see, because you we don't... didn't open it up either. Is this a fucking, like, Tinkerbell, Big Ben, fucking Alex and Ani, like, type bracelet right it's here? It's like
0: Peter pan ask Alex and Ani bracelet, because usually you're jingling with your Alex oh and Ani Oh, my God, bracelet. I usually
1: am. They're in my purse. I took them off.
0: <laughs> <gasps> well, there's to the It's a
1: tra- Don't grow up. It's a trap. It's got Big Ben. It's got Big Ben. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. Stop. This is, this is some, like, main <laughs> character shit, and I'm the side character, because I Rebecca's an even better gift giver than me. Wait a minute. Oh my god, I gotta get, like, the photo, like, for, like, for all, oh my god, oh my god, and it's got, like, the sexy Tinkerbell. I'm living for this. Wait a minute. So, hopefully you guys
0: enjoyed that Christmas gift haul. But, woo, woo. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I know you guys haven't been asking, but <laughs> you guys, you guys
1: haven't asked at all, but I'm gonna tell you anyways, <laughs> so I get money.
0: But I feel triggered by that. Anyway, <laughs> Stop it. I know, I genuinely want to know what goes on with you though. That's the thing. I actually, like, to be fair though, I actually have never done one of those. The only time I did like a makeup skin sort of thing, I literally said in the beginning, I'm like, Hi, no one's asked, but I feel like posting <laughs> this to hold myself accountable. I, I do want to know,
1: like, I watch people, I'm like, what's their, fu-? and they're like, a lot of you guys have been asking, and I'm like, I didn't ask, but I wanted to know.
0: Yeah, like, you know I, what I, mean? I did not want to know like, what your, like, f- fungus regiment was, but, like. Uh, but I'll listen. It's good just to know, because you never know when you're going to need it's, to know that. Exactly.
1: It's like, you say to strangers, like, hey, look, if you're cooking, I'll eat. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to ask you to cook for me, but, like. Is that my car? Okay, no, it's someone's like motion sensor light. I thought my headlights turned on. I'm like, great, I'm getting fucking robbed. Nice anxiety. Anyways, Rebecca, (laughs) so we are doing tell tell like what we're reading today. What we're talking about.
0: We are reading Christmas themed spooky kooky kooky stories. So we are reading stories that have to do with the holiday season events that have happened on Christmas itself. I was about to say Halloween. Oh my God, I'm still in the <laughs> Halloween spirit. But uh, yeah, just to get us into the holiday season. So uh, Lily, do you want to start us off? I will gladly start us off. I still have that rush of when you get a present that you really it's like. It's such <laughs> a high. You know how you're like... <gasps> I actually really don't like getting gifts and I know it sounds like so cliche. People are like, I'd rather give than get. I'm but, 100% like, there though. I love... like the, I get like... A, like a rush when I saw you opening that I'm like <laughs> <laughs> right you, you, you know, like if it you over it. it I would be like I loved giving
1: it to you it has been so hard because my dad and I went Christmas shopping for presents for my mom because mm-hmm. like all she asked for for me and my brother were pots and pans and I'm like I can't just get you pots and pans like, yeah. I have to jazz it up somehow Martha Stewart <laughs> exactly my grandma will text me she, she texted me something <laughs> incoherent she was, I, she was like hey Lil just check it in I'm making biscuits the kind you pop in the oven and go but throw some flour in your face and people will think you really made them don't tell martha and i read it to my dad and he goes who's martha and since my grandma and i heard the same person I'm like martha stewart like duh i made biscuits in the oven but i threw flour on my face don't tell martha like that's gotta be like context clues guys yes. martha stewart the lawyer didn't figure that one out right he can't put two and two together mm. anyways enough about grandmothers as great as they are my first story And I would like to say that I texted Rebecca, like, to make sure we don't have the same stories. And she was like, yeah, like, we do. And there's one in here that I read the title. And when she gets to it, you'll know. When she, I saw the title, and I was like, Rebecca's definitely going to have that one. So I just kept scrolling. I was like, I'm not even going to bother the time of copying, pasting, and then picking another. Like, (laughs) I'll just skip it. So my first one is called The Ghosts of Bluebell Hill. Hmm. Bluebell Hill is a very eerie place in the county of Kent, which is the southernmost county in England before you set sail for France via Folkestone or Dover. Kent is well known for being amongst the most haunted counties in England, some of the eeriest villages that have seen some bloody battles during the country's many occupations and colonizations. This can be traced back from the Romans, Normans, and Celts. What's a Norman?
0: Like a... Norwegian, maybe they were Vikings. No, I don't
1: know. I I don't know what a Norman is. Anyways, before them, incorporating Vikings and barbarian pillaging and ramp and rampaging, the main route from the sandy beaches of Kent, then heading round the peninsula to the hard pebble and granite beaches of East Sussex, right in the middle. The sea rages in and casts a gorge between Kent and Essex as it leads to Old England's jewel of conquest, London. Mm. Now, back to Bluebell Hill. It is a steep Roman road that linked the lower town of Maidstone, which is Roman, like the Romans called it, made of stone, and then it became Maidstone, to the villages and ports of Medway en route to London. It may well have been a strange place to sacrifice and power going back to the Celtic Druids. There are stone circles aplenty and ancient burial grounds. Imagine just casually driving by ancient burial grounds, like we, like New Jersey people drive through diners, right? Yeah. Or drive by diners, like, oh, I passed the diner, and you're
0: like, well, which fucking one? And even the, in even the grave sites that we see are from the latest, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, I mean, that's not even.
1: And they're horrible. just
0: like, yeah, just like ancient burial grounds. Yeah, no, just deal. casual.
1: <laughs> just, you know, small talk. <laughs> oh, we passed the ancient burial grounds <laughs> on
0: the way here. Trying not to get, trying not to get exercised by a frickin' demon or anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were just some casual druids. It's nothing, whatever.
0: Just druid things.
1: Spin off. <laughs> where we talk about just like ancient burial grounds and routine and rituals and we call it just druid things
0: i'm thinking i hear an episode title. i hear a
1: patreon coming
0: mm. just druid
1: things this that is, definitely
0: sounds exclusive worthy. this is
1: exclusive check it on our only phantoms <laughs> i'm still so proud of that joke i'm that making really it three line. months later okay so, there is more than enough background for you. The modern testimony of spectral hauntings began in the 1960s when a series of horrific car accidents occurred on this stretch of road, from, um, so from Maidstone to Medway. Um, now, a good friend of mine had a dad who was an ambulance driver and was witness to one brutal, pop, brutal, I can't talk, brutal midwinter pileup mm. of flimsy 60s metal cars that were caught in the thick fog that did and still does make the road so treacherous to this day. Mm. Which is crazy because we had bad fog the other day it looked like a horror film yes. do you remember that it looked very
0: post-apocalyptic
1: and we all know it's always foggy in england right always especially on the
0: tv shows it's always cloudy and shit and you're like bro why they even have a candle from bath and body works called london fog wait they do yeah Stop. it's like how does that smell but i think i think it smells like tea so it's like very, very stereotypical of London. It's a, it's called London Fog as a candle, but it smells like tea. I don't
1: know. No offense, London. Yeah. But we think of fog and tea when we, when think, we think of, of you. you. Yeah. It comes with a Sherlock Holmes hat, <laughs> yes. and a fucking biscuit, and a purse with signals.
0: <laughs> we have purse with signals.
1: That's what the Queen uses her purse for.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's like how she holds it means different. Like once, like once the Queen puts her purse on the table, it means she wants
0: to leave. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, to have that power.
1: Right? Like, I put my purse on the table. It's like, hey, get your fucking nasty-ass purse on the table. Get your knockoff out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get that fake-ass Gucci that you're fluchy, You're floochie. Get your fluchi off the table. I've heard that more than once. <laughs> I'm never going to get through this story. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to distract you.
1: Okay. So, Foggy Road... In the winter, and this person's, the author's dad, the author's friend's dad was an ambulance driver in this time, in the 60s, with the flimsy cars constantly piling up, right? He arrived at the scene to discover a three-car pileup involving a young family on their way home for Christmas and a group of four young girls, one who had only recently passed the test. Mm -hmm. He discovered six bodies laid out on the grass verge that night a husband, wife, son, and three of the teenage girls from a Triumph Herald. I don't know what Triumph Herald is, Couldn't but tell it's a you. thing. The fourth was wasn't was unaccounted for, but was discovered a week later by a local farmhand several miles down the road in the village of Boxley. It was a tragedy that made it into the local and national news due to the fact that the young girls' ages and... The fact that the missing girl, who was at the time presumed alive, was the daughter of a local member of the parliament. So between all these things, mm. it was it was pretty like pretty sad. Yeah, right. So it became Tragic, oh local yeah. news and then national news. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until two years later, on the very same night, that Reginald Coldfield saw a young girl wand- wandering about on the dual carriageway. I don't know what the fuck carriageway is. I'm going to be straight honest with you. At 11.20 p.m., according to the police report, he stopped just further up the road and got out to see if the young lady was in any kind of trouble. But after hunting over an hour in the freezing December night, he found a call box and alerted the... Which is like a phone booth. Okay. And alerted the police force that there might be a girl in trouble on the hill. The locals saw... The local law, sorry, began to receive calls throughout that December, ranging from similar instances upon the same stretch of road to other things. Ah, that's a girl. So, now, the most chilling of all, and this happened a number of times, between 1962 to 1965, involved the same girl, as evidenced by her cream plastic mask Mm -hmm. with with a distinctive hood. I don't like where this is going at all. Yeah. She now, now she had begun getting into cars and asked to be taken to Chatham Hospital. She had been picked up by seventeen different cars, including three taxi cabs and three lorries. I don't know what a lorry is. Uh, and on the anniversary of the crash, three times on the same night. Wow. Yeah. So every like year around Christmas time for three years, mm-hmm. this bitch be haunting. So all she said was she was shielding her face because she had been hit by a car. Each and every time they got her to the hospital, she had vanished from the rear of the cars and often in the blink of an eye. The girl in question who had disappeared from the scene of the original accident in 1962 had by all accounts traveled several miles with very serious head and face injuries. How she had gotten so far is unknown and remains to this day unknown as there were no reports of any sightings until she was discovered in the winter field that christmas time yeah Yeah. so the injuries themselves whilst serious were not life-threatening but the amnesia caused by the head injury had caused the young girl to die of exposure two nights after the crash Mm -hmm. according to the local coroner where she had wandered and until she was exhausted and had died the second night too far away from where the police would have assumed she would have been humanly able to travel to when conducting her research. Four years later, on December 18th, 1966, the ghostly hitchhiking stopped. The end.
0: That's so sad that if you thought about it in the sense that if the girl just either would have stayed in place, but she was just so frazzled just trying to find help, the fact no one was around to discover her the fact that they just didn't calculate that there was a, even a chance that she'd be as far as she was, which exactly. I don't blame them because Well, yeah, I, I mean, can't even walk several miles and I'm fully capable <laughs> of doing it. I can't I just walk
1: wouldn't. one. <laughs> I mean, I can, I just won't. Yeah, so, and I remember hearing a story about, like, this woman in medieval times, right, who was, like, she was cold. She didn't have, like the proper like coat and scarf and hat and gloves and everything and she had a baby right and she was taking her baby to this inn cuz she didn't have enough money for one and i remember it was like a documentary like i don't remember why i was like homesick from school right my mom's at work my dad's at work like i'm allowed to do whatever the fuck i want so we just watched so we just documents. watched like horror documentaries and there was this woman and they found her and she in like 6 inches of snow right she had like an infant with her and she had collapsed from being frozen, mm-hmm. right? And they got to her, but then they found the baby, and the baby was alive because the, her body warmed, right? They oh. found her, like, an hour or two later, and her body wasn't completely cold yet. So the baby had body warmth, and the baby was, like, swaddled and, like, yeah. like in blanket after blanket after blanket. And the woman was, like, like this. That's a real mother's of?
0: love right So there. the
1: warmth from her body kind of, like, incubated this baby yeah. until they found her steps away from this inn. Wow, and I remember talking to my mom about something, and she was saying, you know, what if, like, I forget what it was, but we were talking about something along the lines of someone with dementia driving a car, and if they get into an accident, they're fucked, potentially, mm-hmm. right? Because if they don't know where they are, what if they wander fifty feet away? Like yeah. you don't know, and they don't know, mm-hmm. and it's it reminding so me scary. of this amnesia of this poor girl, like headed probably headed home for Christmas, yeah. And she goes missing because she gets
0: hit by a car, has amnesia, and now like her ghost is just like take me to the hospital, take me Still to the hospital. Still that residual kind of sense, yeah. But this story also reminds me we talked a long time ago, probably in season one, about a woman that was on the side of the road. I think obviously in a white going dress. to the dance yes. or driving home from the dance. That's what it was. Yes, driving home from the dance. Mm-hmm. Come to find out she had passed away years prior. Yeah, so. he, like, goes to her house the next day. Yeah. yeah, it gives me kind of those vibes. I
1: was getting those vibes, too. Yeah. I was, when she, when when it was, can you take me to the
0: hospital? And then by the time they get to the hospital, she she's vanished. vanished. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my next story is the story that Lily figured I'd find already online, which I did, and it is titled, Christmas Day Baby Teeth. I swear <laughs> to fucking God, I saw <laughs> this title, and I was like, ooh! And then I thought, no, Rebecca's going to have it. Don't even yep. bother. <laughs> so it was evening on christmas day around 2012 i'm around 16 to 17 and my mom and i are driving back home after spending christmas day with our extended family in greater london
1: i'm seeing a pattern christmas in london is not happening this not year. a hit
0: but maybe <laughs> it's not happening this year
1: either can you blame them look yeah. at the track
0: record <laughs> well <laughs> me and mom lived alone with our dog pika We were just chatting away about Christmas, and then the conversation moved to Santa Claus. And then we started talking about other mythical holiday characters, such as the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. We hadn't talked for a while about how, when I was young, my mom used to keep my baby teeth in a small jar with a blue fairy top. And I always remember this jar from my childhood, but I hadn't seen it for many years. I remembered that last time I had seen it, it was partly wrapped in black duct tape. And if I had to estimate when this was, I would say several years before, probably around the time we were moving house and we were packing. So I I would just like to say really quick that I like that this Redditor
1: like clarified that the tape was to stop it from falling open and getting teeth everywhere. Because when you said black duct tape, I was like, what the fuck are they preserving these
0: teeth for? They're that stuck on these teeth that they've duct taped them. The teeth must not leave the jar. But those, if you know these, I I had one of these small jars for my teeth too. It is it's very flimsy. So it makes sense that they put duct tape. Black duct tape definitely was not the best choice aesthetically. White or like a masking type tape? Do clear scotch. That's all you need. Scotch tape. Just just tapey thing just (laughs) where we rank tape (laughs) patreon exclusive so we spoke for a while about baby teeth and this jar and my mom also stating that she hadn't seen it in a long time and hoped it wasn't lost during the process of our house move i remember even saying that i thought it was a bit gross that my mom had kept all my teeth in the first place and that they're just sitting in the house somewhere anyway this conversation went on for a while and we moved on to talking about something else We arrived home shortly after, walked in the front door and greeted my dog as usual, and my mom walks into the kitchen, and I follow immediately behind her, and there on the floor of the kitchen is the small jar, opened in two pieces, and all these tiny baby teeth over the floor. My first reaction was to think that my mom was trying to spook me, although Mm -hmm. she has literally never played a prank on me in my whole life. (laughs) But then I saw her face and realized she definitely wasn't. She immediately freaks out and starts ringing everyone she knows to tell them what's happened. (laughs) My dog Pika was pretty old at this point, maybe 11-ish years old, and was very docile when we'd leave the house. She literally would never go rummaging through belongings or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It wouldn't really be possible anyways, as most stuff is kept in drawers and cupboards that she couldn't have access to. As dogs don't have thumbs. For those of you wondering why. Just say That's why. Have to put it out there. Most dogs do not have thumbs. Weird, right? I still don't have an explanation for it. The end. Wow. Yeah.
1: That is so creepy. So the tooth fairy is real and she is fucking with you. Yeah. Okay. Alternate, alternative, like, narrative. Alternate narrative. Okay. The tooth fairy comes into your mouth at night and yanks out your teeth so she can make money. The tooth fairy is a hustler.
0: Wasn't there like a scary story or a scary movie kind of in Well there was the Tooth too
1: Fairy scary. with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I don't think I, he's done any horror. Definitely yet. not that
0: one. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> that one. But yeah, that is so creepy that you're talking about this randomly. Okay, yeah, it's just like flow. It's not like okay, if I was with my mom, right? And she'd be like, "Hey,
1: remember your jar of baby teeth?" And then I came home, I'd be like, "Amy, why are you trying to play pranks on me?" But if it's like Oh, Christmas, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy. Do you remember those tooth? And it's just, like, organic, and then it yeah. happens. That's
0: fucking weird. That's so, paranormal. So fucking weird. All right. Well, on that note, Lily, what do you got after baby teeth? All right. This
1: is called Sister's Haunted Doll. Mmm. We love a good haunted doll story. Right? So, this is by uh, the username Rocks 56 Hey, DJ. Okay. So... When I was a little kid, about eight years old, I lived in this apartment with my family. Um, Nothing crazy about the place where we lived. One day at daycare, a group of friends got together and we started to talk about movies. And one of the movies was Chucky, the killer doll. And this just freaked me out and I started to hate dolls. (laughs) As one does! Lucky for me, we had no dolls at home. The only thing close to a doll was a Barbie, which is no big deal. That was until Christmas came around and my sister got two porcelain dolls and a big rag doll. And I'm freaking out on the inside. This guy got a triple whammy. (laughs) They said, fuck you, DJ. Three of your worst fears are moving in. So after my sister got the dolls, I had the sphere of the porcelain dolls coming to life. So every time I went in her room to play with the Dreamcast, I would turn the boxes around making them face the wall. Sometimes I would play with my sister and her rag doll, and this thing was a very tall rag doll, and it had a nice face, nothing to freak out about. Well, (laughs) until my sister put makeup all over it. (laughs) And then it was a little odd looking. But where it gets creepy in the story will forever change my life. My mom would let me stay home alone sometimes when she went shopping or something, and odd stuff would happen. Like, I would get cuts on my knees or hands. Nothing bad, but more like, how did this happen? I was not doing anything but watching TV. If I fell asleep, I awoke with red marks on my back, like scratches, but no pain. I will never forget this day, every day in my life, ever any day in my life, <laughs> because it scared me so bad that even thinking about it put me, puts me in an emotional state. My mom had to go back to work for a little, and she took my sister with her but I wanted to stay home and play the Dreamcast in her room. After they left, I got something to eat and then went into her room. I got this chill down my back, and something was not right. Maybe it was because the porcelain dolls were looking at me. (gasps) The rag doll was facing the wall on my sister's bed. As I made my way to turn the dolls around, I hear a little girl laugh. No! And it was clear as day. I look at the rag doll, frozen in fear. It started to move and face my way, but before I could see its face, I ran out of the room to mine, and I closed the door until my mom got home. I ran up for a hug and told her what had happened. She didn't believe me. Next thing I know, my sister is mad because her rag doll is on the ground, and that I knocked it down and did not pick it up. The next day, I took the doll to the dumpster and never saw it again. The Best end. move you can make. Honestly. Oh my god! So yeah, so the doll was like kind of moving towards him, and oh. the eyes are facing you, and you hear a giggle, and he just like dipped. Which I do not blame you, DJ Absolutely Rocks Fifty Six. I
0: do not blame you because I would do the absolute same and throw it out. Oh yeah, grand finale, just right I would in the I would throw up and then I would throw it out. Throw throw up, throw out. Yeah, throw up, throw out. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Throw, throw up, throw, up, throw, throw out. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next story is titled my grandpa's angel as i start decorating my tree i pick up this angel ornament that we got to honor and represent my grandpa who passed away 12 years ago as i look at it it reminds me of something crazy that happened three years ago the tree that the angel is sitting on in the picture was brand new at the time the three years previous to getting this tree we had horrible luck something always went wrong with our christmas trees it was so bad that we were at the point that we could no longer be bothered buying another one Black Friday rolled around and there was some really good deals on trees. We talked about getting one and were very unsure about spending any more money on trees. We ultimately decided that there was no better time to get one and decided to test our luck one last time. We swore up and down that if something happened with this one, we were done with Christmas trees. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking fair. Yeah. The one in the picture is the one that we got that day. We brought it home and started setting it up once we got all the layers put together and made sure all the lights on each layer were attached we plugged it in once again bad luck struck the top layer was lit and so was the bottom but there were no lights in the middle we spent an (laughs) hour and a half almost two hours trying to fix it we did absolutely everything we could and could not get the lights to come on we ultimately gave up and decorated the tree anyways i picked up my grandpa's angel and i placed it on the unlit part of the tree the exact moment it touches the tree, and I mean the exact moment the lights come on. We were in shock. We couldn't believe it. I know it might seem like a coincidence, but I truly believe my grandpa was there with us. We've had a few other experiences that were, without a doubt, him. Oh, the I end. love that. So I want to let you know, I'm going to be posting on our Instagram page what the the tooth fairy mm-hmm. box looks like, mm-hmm. as well as the pictures that this person posted of the grandpa's angel, as well as the tree that they were attempting to light up. Okay. So I'll be posting that on our Instagram. Follow us at?
1: Just Schooly Things Podcast.
0: Yeah. Nice little oh, sweet I story. I love that. Those moments of just, like, feeling
1: a presence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Especially during the holiday season. Oh, God. It, it feels so lonely. The first holiday without someone, and, I, like, my grandfather's mm-hmm. birthday is the day before mine. Mm-hmm. So I remember my first, the first birthday without my grandfather was really tough on my dad. But he was, like, you know what, like, I'll focus on Lily's birthday. Like, it's the day after, like, blah, blah, blah. But then Christmas came around, and, like, it was weird. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, and, you know, I'm sure, like, you understand. Like, literally anyone who's lost someone understands. You know, but I feel like this might have been him just, like, saying, like, I'm here. You know, I know that your Christmas trees are a pain in the ass. Here's some light. Yeah. You're fucking welcome. That's what my grandpa would say. If I was lighting the tree, I was like, this shit won't go. You know, like he had been there in that moment mm-hmm. and I was the one grabbing his angel. He'd be like, you're fucking welcome, Lily. There like that's go. that's how it would be. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> All right. So this one is done by Please Let Me Register on Reddit. I
0: don't know what that means. Oh, that's the name of the username? Yeah, the
1: username <laughs> is... Please let me register. Let him register, damn it. Let him register to vote his dog. This <laughs> dog. Register your fucking dog. Okay. So this says, I believe I was comforted by a benevolent spirit as a child.
0: Okay. Sounds nice.
1: This happened when I was four years old and is probably my most vivid memory from around that time. I've also never shared the story with anyone apart from my mother. It was Christmas morning, 2004. Our house was being renovated to make room for my new baby brother, so we had been staying with my grandparents on my mom's side who lived next door. That always seemed awesome, living, like, yes. w- like near your family. Like, I was watching Dancing with the Stars, and Need from Catfish was saying that he grew up in an apartment building in New York, and, like, his grandpa was two floors above him, and his aunt and uncle were, like, around the hallway corner that sounds or some amazing, shit, Right? Like, I wouldn't get anything done if, like, like I have an aunt, like, If my cousins live next door and down the
0: block, forget it. it Those are the
1: only people I'd be hanging out with. Exactly. I have family who lives probably about, like, five minutes away. And, like, when we're all free, like, nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. It's remarkable. So, anyway, so this person's living the light. And especially with grandparents. Like, grandparents (laughs) spoil you. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right? Like, I called my grandma the other day just to talk. (laughs) And she said, you are my treasure. You needed to hear that. I, I I did need to hear that, right? Like
0: grandparents keep they up know the good what work. To
1: say. Well, because they practice the first time, and then they get the grandkids, and they're like, mm, "All right, yes. here comes
0: the A one skill." Exactly.
1: So, I was sleeping in one of their bedrooms with my mom, dad, and new brother. I mention this because as a child, I was terrified of being alone and the dark more than anything else. <laughs> Same. So it was so bad that I would demand as many nightlights as possible to be put in the room I slept in, and I absolutely refused to sleep alone. This, mm. this author and I are just like the same person. Yeah. The fear of the boogeyman or encountering something supernatural was real back then, and I always thought if either of those things were to happen to me, it would be a while. I w- it would be while, sorry, I was alone and or in the dark. Now for the paranormal happening. I woke up that morning to find that I was completely alone in the room I had been sleeping in. My mom, dad, and brother had all gotten up earlier without waking me. Once I realized I was alone, my immediate thought was to run out of the room and into the living room before something bad got me. But I hesitated. Before I could spring out of bed, I noticed a sound that I would describe as somewhere between humming and singing. Think Pink Floyd's The Great Gig in the Sky or something off a Dark Souls soundtrack. So, The Great Gig in the Sky is actually an amazing song off of Dark Side of the Moon, the Pink Floyd album. I guess I gotta listen to it. I've honestly never really listened to Pink Floyd So, like that Dark Side of the Moon is, like, their most pop. Dark Side of the Moon is, like, their
0: most popular... It's got the triangle prism with oh, the... Oh, like, all the basic people wear that shirt and probably have no all idea. All the, like, guys
1: in Brooklyn wear that underneath, like, oh, a yeah. flannel. Like, name
0: me five songs on an album, asshole. But yeah. I mean, you could tell me five random words and I'll believe you. <laughs> but I doubt you know any of the... The songs. It's a really good album also because
1: it syncs really well with the movie Wizard of Oz. Like if you... Actually? Yeah. It's on YouTube. I'll send the link to you. And all of our Boothangs who watch it get extra credit. (laughs) um, It's on YouTube. Just search Dark Side of the Rainbow. And it's like, there's a Pink Floyd song called Money. And like, the beginning sound is like cash registers that they recorded. And my dad was actually just watching this like behind the music Netflix special on Dark Side of Uh the Rainbow. And it's very fascinating. And I'm very passionate about this fucking shit. So as Dorothy opens up the door to Munchkinland, you start hearing the sound of the cash registers. like. <sighs> That's pretty <sighs> sick. <sighs> was that on and
0: purpose? Or did someone just kind of make the, that? Okay, so
1: I don't know who the fuck found it. But someone was just like, dude, if you play like Dark Side of the Moon and watch Wizard of Oz at the same time, it's like, totally insane. And it's true.
0: Someone was definitely, if that wasn't on purpose, someone definitely was on some crazy psychedelics. And, and it was like, together.
1: I'm going to see how it flows, which is like some shit I'd think in the middle of the night, not on psychedelics. <laughs> psychedelics. Like you wake up in the middle of the, of the night and you're like, dark side of the moon.
0: Wizard of Oz. Sober Lily thoughts.
1: Sober, hashtag sober Lily thoughts. So anyways, so I get this vibe. It's kind of like, like a, like you, f- it's like, like kind of trippy, but not scary and. Very, very that, I guess is just like the only way to put it. So you're getting that vibe, and I'm sure there's a name for it, but I don't know the word. The voice was feminine, and she wasn't speaking any words, at least not words I could understand. She carried on singing for a while, and despite being in an environment that that would normally totally fill me with extreme discomfort, I stayed and I listened. It put me at peace in a way. I didn't really feel the need to be worried or afraid. I looked around the room, but, it was unable to find, but I was unable to find the source of the singing. It sounded like there was no definite source and that it was all around me or maybe directly overhead. After a few minutes of listening to the singing, I built up the courage to get up and walk into the living room where my family was. And as soon as I left the room, I was no longer able to hear the singing. I immediately found my mother and asked if someone had been singing or playing the record player or radio, if that had been on, but she said nobody had been singing and the record player in my grandparents' living room didn't work. I think I was trying to rationalize it as something that made sense to me, Mm -hmm. even though I was absolutely sure the sound was coming from inside the room. Upon revisiting the room, I heard nothing and this experience was never repeated. I brought it up to my mother on a few occasions and she stands by her story as much as I stand by mine. I've experienced sleep paralysis once or twice and this was not sleep paralysis. I was able to move and could have left at any time. I have also never experienced any audio or visual hallucinations. I like to believe that an ancestor or perhaps another friendly spirit was that was passing by saw how panicked I was at waking up alone in the dark and decided to try to comfort me. But I guess I'll probably never know for sure.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's, it's, a, that's nice. That's it's, a nice way of looking at it, too. Right? You, to look at it is you could be like,
1: or. oh, you know, this demon came to torture me because I was already scared. But you have this, this light, airy music. And the way, like, that um, that whole Pink Floyd album sounds, not just A Great gig in the Skies, there's lots of, like, si- it's not simple because it's very difficult. But it's, it, that was, like, a nonsense sentence. <laughs> but... It's a lot of, like, harmonies and just, like... Like, think of, like, a keyboard playing one note and then a bunch of other instruments playing around that note. Okay. And okay. then you have just, like, vocalizations happening. It's very interesting. It seems very intricate. It's, it is. It's It's very intricate and it's very well done. And I was literally, like, last fucking week watching a Netflix special on Dark Side of the Moon. So I'm very passionate about
0: this. Definitely send me that link and put it in our private I Facebook will. group.
1: Just Gully Things podcast group.
0: And, uh, yeah, because I definitely want to check that out. That's yeah, I, I mean, I watched it. It was a few, like, I was, like... 11 when i
1: watched it on youtube so i hope it hasn't been taken down for copyright i bet you it some someone has it out there. it's someone's gotta it's right a classic. yeah
0: okay so my next story is titled the boy that comes at christmas and i think this is another one that you this was one i had to.
1: and then i tried to
0: replace it and the computer crapped out and i was like fuck it rebecca i'm only doing four stories today <laughs> so there you have it so just- let me start off by saying that this is 100 real and this person just needs some answers on what to do next okay It starts, I'm a 14-year-old girl, but when I moved into this house, I had just turned 12. The house was fine and very quiet, since before this I had lived with a ton of family now, and now there's only four of us. We moved in the day after Thanksgiving, and it felt great to have my own room that I didn't have to share with any cousins or siblings, so I spent a lot of time up there basking in my newfound alone time. Now let me emphasize this. When we moved in, I felt nothing. No presence, no spirits, nothing paranormal or off. That's until December rolled around. Ooh! yes. So the first week of December is when I felt it for the first time, like I was being watched by something. But like when someone stares at you in public and you have that instinct to look at them, and that's exactly how it felt. Oh, I hate that Mm -hmm. shit. I always felt like something was watching me in my room to the point that I hated being alone up there and spent all my time in the living room or in my parents' or brother's room. The first week goes by and I try to ignore the feeling. I chalk it up to me being paranoid because it was a new house, but still the thoughts still lay it in the back of my mind. Finally, I told someone who may have answers for me, my aunt. She's my mom's sister and has always believed in the paranormal for as long as I can remember. She got me into it for a while before I stopped believing. I believe now because this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. She explained it was probably a nice spirit watching over the house and hopefully me. I hope that was the case and in a way it was. Over time, I would feel it any time I entered my room and especially when I was trying to fall asleep. "'It creeped me out so much that I just wished it would go away. "'Then it went from watching me to making contact. Oh, shit. "'So one night I was home alone "'because my brother and parents were visiting Santa, "'and I didn't want to go that year because I felt sick. "'I was in the kitchen making hot chocolate "'when I felt breathing on the back of my neck. "'It was hot and made my hair stand up. "'I froze in fear and stood there until the microwave went off. "'When it began to beep, the breathing faded away "'as if whatever was breathing had walked away. "'I made my hot chocolate and sat on the couch.' I was so freaked out, I just sat there staring at my TV in shock until my family got home. Worst part is, I could still feel that something was staring at me, and this time, it wasn't in my room. So it's like, moved to just following oh shit, this It's traveling. Around. Finally, the week of Christmas came, and the excitement made me forget about the incident prior until it happened once again. Me and my mom were hanging out in the kitchen when she turned around to answer a question my brother had asked her. I felt the hot breathing on my neck, and this time, it stayed for longer. I froze again, unsure of what to do. I panicked and got up and went over to my mom, who was also very confused. After that, I felt the breathing constantly, even on Christmas while opening Christmas gifts. It kept lingering.
1: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That it ruined Christmas. It's Jack Skellington. but ghost <laughs> Jack Skellington, and he's confused, looking for everyone for direction. <laughs> Right? Like, this is the shit that's happening. Exactly. I called it.
0: Sorry. Don't, don't bother reading the rest of the story, Rebecca. I cracked <laughs> Lily the Lily hasn't figured out. So, Sorry! I finally got fed up one day while sitting in my room. It became less scary and more annoying. I said something along the lines of, stop breathing on me. And it stopped, like, completely, and I was shocked. I actually didn't think it would work. After that, I began to have the same dream get slightly different. Every single night, it would begin with me at some park I've never seen in my life, and me and this boy sat on a bench together. We would begin to talk, and it was actually quite peaceful. We would just talk and stare around at the people walking by. He had brown hair and brown eyes and was really freaking tall compared to me. I'm five foot four, and he was like six foot. Oh, wow. The dream would end, and I would never remember anything we talked about, but just that it was a good dream. Flash forward right after Christmas break, a friend, let's call her Danielle, came over to spend the night. We both heavily believed in the paranormal, and she decided because of this whole watching and breathing thing <laughs> that she should bring her Ouija board. Are we gonna say it? I think we should.
1: What could possibly go wrong?
0: <laughs> I had always heard different things about them, but decided it was worth a try. We began talking to the thing that watched me, and the reason I knew this, because it always had this very specific energy I knew, because like I said the whole time, he was up my butt, <laughs> up my ass pretty much. We first talked, uh, we first asked what his name was, and he replied, Nolan. I was pretty shocked the board actually worked, and I was pretty mesmerized. I then asked if he was the thing watching and breathing on me, and it replied yes. I then asked if he was the boy I talked to in my dreams, and he said yes. I was pretty happy that he was nice, because before I was quite terrified he was a demon that wanted to eat my bones, <laughs> but was relieved and it was just a 15-year-old boy. He then said he doesn't like summer and prefers winter, which explains the only appearing during winter months. Cut to next December, and watching and breathing had stopped during March through November until it began, again, only this time stronger. He began screwing with me. He would open up cupboards I had just closed or move things I set in specific areas only to find them in strange places far from their original area, and I always knew this was Nolan, who I began to call Noel. Time went on, and dreams became more vivid, and I remember the conversations we had, and it was nice. Nolan became a good friend, even though I couldn't see him. That December came and went, and now we cut to this year. This year. This is where I wish Nolan had never existed. What did you do, Nolan? Nolan, what did you do? So, because of financial issues and other problems, my dad's family had to move in. My grandparents, aunt and cousin, and me and that cousin were never super close. I'll call him Connor. Connor was super annoying and always made messes. He never cleaned up, never did chores, never did her, went to school, and would do stupid stuff for attention, yet he always got what he wanted. Uh. By now I'm 14 and Connor is 12. December rolls around and I'm excited to talk to Nolan. Me and Danielle are still friends and we do weekend Ouija sessions with Nolan. So we're home alone, me and Connor, Danielle, and we decide to introduce Connor to Nolan. So we set up the candles and everything to begin. Things are going smoothly until Connor starts calling Nolan named. He was saying what the some- fuck, Connor? I know. He was saying some pretty mean stuff, too. Me and Danielle were trying to get him to stop, but nothing was working until Nolan got really, really mad. I don't fucking blame him. Doors began slamming open and shut. Cupboards were going nuts. Our TV was flickering channels, and the windows sounded like someone was beating on them. Finally, I looked into the doorway to the hallway where everyone's rooms were besides mine, and there was a tall figure standing <sighs> there, not moving, as everything went haywire. I screamed and said goodbye standing up. Daniel was yelling for Nolan to stop, and Connor had began to cry. Good!
1: Fucking good! <laughs> Nolan, make that fucking bitch cry. Oh my
0: god. Sorry, so I kind of hate Connor. I, I definitely... In yeah. case you couldn't tell. Finally, I screamed, Nolan, stop! You're scaring me! And the figure disappeared, in the cupboard shut along the doors. The banging stopped, and I just sat on the floor sobbing. Daniel wasn't crying, but I was terrified and just stood there silently. Connor didn't say anything either but continued staring at the floor with tears. Mm-hmm. Finally, our parents got home and me and Danielle went to my room while Connor went back to the basement where he stayed with my aunt and grandpa. Danielle had fallen asleep, but I couldn't, so I began talking out loud as I felt Nolan in the room. I started saying how that wasn't okay, that he was that he'd really scared me, and I felt the breathing on my neck. Finally I fell asleep and things were fine. I jumped about him again and all was normal. About a week after that, Connor wanted to talk to Nolan again apparently nolan was giving him nightmares ones that were chasing him throughout our house trying to kill him nolan would scream about how connor needed to leave me alone and stop bothering me or he'd kill him connor was obviously terrified and wanted to say sorry i guess i'm not sure but me and him sat down with danielle's board which she had left the week prior and began to talk with him nolan kept spelling things out like murder angry and my name over and over again our candles went out and knocking began on the window behind me. It went very slow at first. Just a simple knock, knock, knock. Me and Connor froze. I couldn't move. I didn't want to turn around. Finally, I told Nolan that I was scared and that he needed to leave Connor alone and stop. The knocking stopped and the board spelled out sorry and then Connor bad. Nolan, you're right. Yes, he is. Connor's kind of Connor kind of sucks. Yeah, man. he does. But after that, Connor decided to call it quits and go to bed. I decided to go in my room and try to talk to Nolan. I started by being nice and asking him to knock once for yes, two for no, and something we usually did. But he got angry fast. He, came to, he went to bang on my walls at the Mansion at Connor. My light went out, and so did my TV. The banging was loud, and if I'm being honest, it was terrifying. He was throwing my pillows and banging on my windows, like the night Danielle was here. I was crying so hard I could barely breathe, and I was hyperventilating and sobbing. I was crying so hard that I could barely talk. Nolan stopped after that, and I let out a strangled cry to leave me alone. "'After that, he left me alone, for a day at least. "'The next day, I woke up, and the Ouija board sat in the middle of my room. "'I kicked it hard and walked downstairs. "'I was eating at the kitchen table, talking to Connor about the night before. "'He had said he had another dream about Nolan, "'except it wasn't a nightmare, and it was exactly like mine in the park. (gasps) "'They talked. "'I'm still confused about why Nolan would do this. "'I felt the breathing on my neck while eating "'and basically told Nolan to screw off. "'I was still mad at him from last night. "'He did pretty quickly.' I didn't feel him for a while until last night. Danielle came over for a sleepover, and I decided to talk to Nolan. He obviously wanted to talk, so he sat up in my room, and he came through faster than I've ever seen him come through. Mm. Now, what happened next is what I really need some answers for. We began talking, and he spelt out sorry, but then he did something that I'd never seen him do. He spelt out love, and honestly, I don't know what that means. He would emphasize it and would barely answer any questions after that. Danielle then made the mistake of bringing up Connor. Nolan got pretty angry and then started to bang on the walls once more. I yelled at him to stop and he did. I didn't say anything after that. Today I called my aunt for advice. She said he may be an overprotective spirit, but I'm not sure if that's the case here. I'm not sure if Nolan is bad or not. He isn't to me, but he is to Connor and sometimes even Danielle, but never to me. All I know is that I won't be talking to Nolan for a while, a really long while. And even while typing this out, I can still feel his breath on the back of my neck. The end. So... What are your theories? Okay, so I think that this spirit is like has a little crush on I this girl. I could see that. And he's very overpossessive and he sees that the cousin is just kind of like just bad vibes and like just wants to yeah. protect the girl. Making
1: messes he doesn't clean up and he gets anything he wants just and then he starts insulting someone sick. who isn't even fucking there. An intangible yeah. person? Like, yeah, Connor, you
0: kind of suck. Yeah, definitely a dick. So I'm Team Nolan here. I, I don't know yeah, about you. Yeah, hashtag Team Nolan. I think Team Nolan's a good guy. And I mean, like all of us, like when we get angry, we get frustrated. We maybe throw things or punch things or get yeah. angry. I, so I, I completely am on Nolan's side for this. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of follow up with that story and see if there's any yeah. other communication. I think so. Hi. Hey, Mike. All right, what's your next story? All right.
1: My next story, and I think this is my last story, yeah, is called The Christmas Happening. Oh, okay. So this one starts, so I'll keep this as short as I can. I was scrolling through my Snapchat camera roll, looking at memories, and giving myself a chuckle, and I noticed two snaps from November 21st, 2016, at 2.40 a.m. Okay, let me watch. I thought, it seems pretty interesting. Then it all came flooding back to me. Now, back then, I remember just kind of shrugging the incident off as just a weird happening or such, but now, when I look back and remember the details, it's kind of freaked me out a little. So, they posted a link to the video, which, of course, will be in our private group, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group, and I, I don't know if I'm able to, like, download it and post it on
0: Instagram, but here's the video. You can probably, like, screen grab it, too.
1: Oh, I can, can't I? Okay.
0: So. Oh, gosh. Okay. Here's the video. If it would load. And it's like I think it's a good bag. Oh. Weird.
1: So I've had noise mm-hmm. from my, my house. When I walk
0: in, the doors open. Radio's playing. And yeah. That's so creepy. Just leaving them. The old-timey music's creepy. Yeah, if
1: I walked in and there was a waltz playing and a bottle of wine at the dining room table, I'd be like, what ghost is trying to woo me? Wine and dine. And and why is it working? (laughs) You have to get a Ouija board. Who's that bitch up in heaven with you, huh?
0: (laughs) You said you'd be with me forever, huh? What? Yeah, yeah this, so, this So, I'm posting trying to fuck. Yeah, so I'll
1: post this link in the video. I mean, in, in the I'm so fucking tired. Post the link to this video in the group. Um and it says sorry for the awful voice. I was 18 and kind of weird. <laughs> the voice sounds fine to me it just sounds like like a british accent to me I think
0: all of us hate our own voices so well
1: it's true because a couple minutes ago rebecca i kept on saying a sentence wrong and rebecca had to like go back and edit it and i heard for a split second my voice and i was like who's that stupid stupid bitch with the (laughs) awful voice who would want to listen to her for an hour that's me i'm a stupid bitch tag yourselves so here's the story I remember being left alone in the house. And for context, I live with my cousin, my auntie, and my mom. (laughs) My cousin was out working 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. and mom and auntie had gone to a party from 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. So I had the house all to myself. Normally I'm thrilled about this, but recently some strange things had been happening. Things in the corner of my eye, creaking noises and such. I put this down... You know, to being an old house, which was built in the Victorian era, but not sure when. I think maybe mid-1800s. Also, it could just be my brain being paranoid. Now, I have five cats at the time. One black, one ginger, and white. One ginger fully, and two black and white. So we've got like a mix of cats here. Love it. Leading, Not brown, no brown cats. So leading up to the events, my mom and I would see a ginger and white cat dart into the room but there would be one nowhere to be found Mm. what's stranger is my cat's being locked behind the kitchen door during the day and let out in the evening so it couldn't have been our cat so what cat would have been we'd shrug it off i like that they'd shrug it off because it couldn't have been their cat oh yeah it's just a strange fucking cat
0: yeah just now
1: at this time it's roughly i think 2 30 a.m I see the same cat dart down my stairs to the toilet, and I think, fuck, my cat's got out, the Mm. troublemaker. So I creep to the bathroom and look shortly around, but no cat. Mm. I sigh and think, you know, it needed the... I sigh and think, yeah, well, you know, I needed the bathroom anyways. So I'm doing my business, and I end up snapping a friend. You know, the classic toilet humor. Of course. I I do not have this video. (laughs) I
0: love, I love, I love the writing Thanks for the
1: clarification, pal. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Um, He messaged me back in a photo saying he heard something that sounded like Christmas music. I thought this was strange till I say quietly, the house was creaking. And I could hear faint music from downstairs. Now, this would be impossible. The room has a music player that is usually locked Mm -hmm. and... This time, I locked it. I remember switching everything off. Despite this, I make my way downstairs to see that door wide freaking open and the Christmas music playing. Instantly, I felt spooked, and I pulled up Snapchat and filmed, and that's where you have the videos. Remember, no one's home, the door was locked, and I had switched everything off. I called my mom and auntie then to and my cousin to... Check if they came home early, and to my surprise, they hadn't. So I quickly checked all main door locks and then the cats in the kitchen who were sleeping, and I decided, hmm, nope. I ran back stairs after locking the room back up and decided to play games with friends. Oh, wait, um, I'm thinking of words with friends. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. I was thinking <laughs> with friends. But no, games with friends. That's it. A few things go missing still, but we haven't seen the ghost cat since that day. But the house still gives off a weird atmosphere that keeps me up at night sometimes, even sleeping with my light on. Anyways, thanks for being patient with me. I know this was 2016, but recently I believed in ghosts a bit more, and it just freaks me out slightly that I completely forgot about this event till now. So I thought I'd share with you guys. Any questions, please ask. I'll be more than happy to answer. Thank you again. Ghost cats. Ghost cats? Like, at Christmas? Any symbolism there? that I'm not So connected. it was a ginger and white cat at Christmas. So I don't know if this cat just likes Chris Garfield. No, Garfield hates Mondays. He doesn't love Christmas. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm illiterate.
0: I don't I I don't know where to make the correlation, but it just seems like we'll post those videos and you know you guys can give your opinions on what you think about it. But it is weird that it, it there's ghost cats that are residual, but I think that there's more than that there too. Cuz I don't mm-hmm. think I think it would have to take like a humanoid type spirit to want to play music and to put a wine bottle on the table and true. Cats don't. I up. just
1: said animals don't have thumbs.
0: So why be It's like the whole point of being an animal. The, yeah. So there you
1: go so it's got to be maybe it's like a person who or not a person but like a spirit right who sends this cat as a message maybe yeah right like the cat is like hello i'm here like showing their presence an omen or something yeah like exactly that. and then they you know place that wine bottle and said hello i see you're urinating and videotaping it may <laughs> i play you some christmas music <laughs>
0: <laughs> to keep you in the mood yeah keep you in the oh god but, anyways okay so i'm going to end um with this story it's a wholesome post and kind of goes into the whole spooky, kooky, wicky pet sort of thing. I like it. So this is titled, The Experience That Made Me Realize the Paranormal Exists. Growing up as a teenager, my family had two dogs, a black lab and a sp- springer spaniel we adored the dogs like family however unfortunately our springer died when she was a few years under horrid circumstances and the lab died much later around october 2014 i was devastated losing these dogs as to me animals are family better than family for real so a few months after the lab died i hopped on the bus after work to visit my significant other who lived in another city at the time about an hour's drive away Halfway there, we drove into a dangerous blizzard on the motorway. And to cut a long story short, it took me about three hours of trudging through snow to eventually get to my significant other's house.
1: That's commitment. I wouldn't do that for anyone except for, like, Drake Bell. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Maybe. Drake Bell.
0: I don't know. He's been a little iffy with me. Anyway. He did
1: move to Mexico. He did
0: move, yeah. Because he he was... Honestly, his Spanish is amazing. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he's been learning it all his life or what. I mean, I don't know what the change in branding was, but he's he's killing it out there. Well, he's
1: from Southern California.
0: Okay. So, yeah, maybe he's had experience with learning Spanish. I don't know. Okay. So, exhausted after the night's events, I finally got to bed. As soon as my head hit the pillow, I woke up and opened my eyes. Bizarre as I didn't recall falling asleep in the first place. I look toward my feet and see the door to the room open inwards, and in pours a brilliant white light. A small white dog with some kind of bizarre Westie mix, absolutely the strangest looking dog I've ever seen, was <laughs> unmistakably bulky uh, in features. Though strange, Westie looked at me for a few moments, and then, from the brilliant white light, my two dogs burst into the room. They immediately jump onto the bed to either side of me for hugs and kisses. I couldn't Aww. believe my eyes. My dogs were back, and I could feel the warmth of their fur again. I'm so happy right now. I know. <laughs> Mike! <laughs> <A seven>. ASMR <laughs> of food. Okay. After a couple minutes of blissful cuddles, it was as if time was up, and the unison... My two dogs stood up, jumped off the bed, and returned to the white light. I'm
1: literally, I'm gonna cry about this tonight. Like, I'm gonna get on the interstate and just start Start wailing. Yeah, two
0: fucking dogs. The Westie hesitated for a second, then went in after them. The door closing behind them. Immediately, I woke up and just started crying from pure joy. The two of them had been reunited, and I got to see my dogs one last time. I woke up with an understanding that the dogs had protected me during the blizzard, although I have no proof of this. Hmm. Then I started to wonder, where did the strange-looking Westie come from? After consulting with my mom, she informed me that my great-grandfather had a Westie and showed me a picture of the two of them together. (gasps) I I know. I knew immediately that it was not the same dog and asked if there were others, to which she said no. My dog also could not recall any other Westies or small white dogs in the family. For a few days after, I thought of the strange dog and eventually chalked it up to my imagination. Years later, in February of 2020, I was staying with my parents for a couple of weeks. Over the past few years, my dad had been, I guess, putting family photos and videos together and then before them into a slideshow. He called me over to review some of the footage he had found recently. This is where it gets interesting. The video was from the family Christmas lunch of 1988 before my siblings and I were born. Everyone is eating, drinking, and laughing at all the rubbish cracker jokes. Cracker jokes, okay. Um I can hear a, I don't know I don't again. even know what that means.
1: I hope, it doesn't, mean, I hope I it doesn't know.
0: mean what I think it means. I don't know. But they're probably right like rubbish cracker jokes like. this is like British people so. Yeah, okay. probably. I can hear a dog barking in the background of this video and finally after a few barks the camera turns to face the dog. The video shows a strange looking white westie mix. Larger than the average Westie with strange bulky features. This was the dog. Holy shit. Unmistakably the same dog that I dreamed of almost exactly five years prior. Before I could say anything, my dad says, oh, I forgot about this dog. My (laughs) My mom also chimes in about how she mysteriously forgot that this dog existed. Turns out it was my great aunt's dog, and she had brought it along to Christmas lunch that day. The dog died a few years after its appearance in that video. How could I have known that this what this dog looked like when my parents didn't even remember it existed in the first place? The footage was just refound this year after decades of being lost, so it's not like I could have seen the video before as a kid. For me, it's almost like the Westie dog was a qualifier to let me know that the dream I had of cuddling my two dogs was real. Stop it, Rebecca.
1: I'm going to faint.
0: Ultimately, I take comfort in the thought that my dogs are together again, hopefully getting plenty of cuddles and treats from whoever is taking care of them. The end. Oh, my God. All right, that's how we end this episode. I can't. Oh, and did better God, than I that. Fucking love dogs for the Christmas spirit. As the owner of a funny looking bulky dog. That is love. Can you please post that picture that you got from your aunt on oh my our Instagram God. so people could see what you got for Christmas? <laughs> Guys, I, no, don't give it away. Just follow us on Instagram at... Just Coolie Podcast. And you will find it on our Instagram it's page. It's pretty remarkable what my aunt got us We with my don't dog. need to explain it. Just think dog. And as soon as you see a dog on our Instagram page, you're going to know exactly what the president yeah, is. Yeah, pretty much. And it's amazing. <laughs> so, Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with before we conclude this episode i have a really quick story oh i think i told you a bit about this a few weeks ago about uh, there's a woman
1: who comes into the bank who i am convinced is an angel yes let's call her and no one knows that she ever exists let's call her wendy okay right because i literally looked at this and thought wendy right Okay. okay at my job when i first started i would id a lot of people and sometimes you have the option to just put known Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you need someone to say it's okay. Like, I can't just put known for any Joe Schmo off the street. Yeah. I remember this woman because she has a unique name, but I'm calling her Gail. Gail came in one day and was cashing a check for an amount that I wasn't comfortable just giving her. And I asked for her driver's license. And I remember because she was like one of the first people who was actually nice to me about me asking for her ID. She didn't say, I'm here all the time. So-and-so knows me. I have accounts here, blah, blah, blah. No, she was just like, sure, here you go. I remember she was so kind. And we talk, she comes in and we talk and she comes in really when I'm alone in the drive through Weird. She never comes into the branch, right? And it's usually when I'm alone. And she's just like this breath of fresh air, this kind woman. And when there's no one in the drive, they're like, we'll chat for a minute or two, you know, she'll like, say, Oh, how's it going in there? Aww. You know, when I ask her about work and we talk about her grandkids who live in the south, and you know what I mean? And it's just like sweet, she's sweet. And she gave me a Christmas card. <gasps> right? And it said she signed it like, you know, you know, dear Lily, like, thank you for being so kind. She wrote this lovely message, and she signed it, and it said fondly, Gail, right? And I said, I said to my coworkers, I was like, "Any of you ever?" And I remember because I said her name, they were like, "We don't recognize that name. You better yeah. ID her the first time." And I said to my coworkers, I was like, "Look what Gail gave me," and they're like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "You know, Gail," and they're like, "We, I don't know her. I don't know. Maybe if I saw her, I'd recognize her, right?" And then a couple days ago, I had just an awful day, mm-hmm. completely awful day. This total like, nasty woman came in and she came in she said do I have to keep she took her mask off said do I have to keep it on I said yes she was like blah, 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 right and then she called me an airhead because I didn't know things for her <laughs> right and like I, she, she thought I was ripping up her mail but in reality like it was a she was mailed a slip a form right that's perforated and i scan half of it and i give her the half package this she's ripping my mail why are you doing that right and i went to the back to get something and they're like don't like a gem they were like don't go back out there like because she's like having a fit about you like stay back here i'll do the transaction Mm -hmm. right and i was feeling really bad because this woman was like calling me stupid and everything when i'm not there to defend myself it was awful and i was feeling really beaten up about it Mm -hmm. and then like 15 20 minutes later i had a coworker who was supposed to be back there with me she's on lunch Gail pulls up and just is kind to me. I give her a Christmas card, like uh like a bank the bank wishing her a Merry Christmas card. I sign it, I give it to her, and we talk and everything, and I go, I'm like, yeah, Gail just came in again. And they're like, Who is that?
0: That's so. Who funny. is she? You talk
1: about her all the time. I don't know who she is. And one of them was like, Hey, is that, you know, doesn't she have like this color hair? I'm like, the opposite. She described her as like long blonde hair, and she has like I don't know, like, short red hair. Imagine. Yeah. Right? Like, imagine that kind of shit, right? And they're just like, no one knows who this fucking woman is except for me. So weird. And I've been there the shortest amount of time. Yeah. How do I know her and I know about her family and everyone else is like, yeah, I've never met Gail. I've never met her. And she came 20 minutes after I was just, like, ready to quit my job and just, like, lifted me so back crazy. up. I'm like, she's got... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But angels have to be real and it has to be Gail. That's it. Seriously,
0: so I feel like... I'm, it's crazy you say that because I feel like that's just one example of how just being nice to somebody, even for like just saying hi, how are you, can turn someone's whole day. You don't know what these yeah. people are dealing with outside of those five minutes that you're with them. Like just don't be a prick. Exactly. It's really not that
1: hard. I shared something that was like... You know, on my Instagram story that said like tip your service workers but yeah. also like don't verbally abuse them no, I mean because I, like I get verbally I, abused I do too right like and I'm sure like you worked in retail you know like you get ver- I was oh yeah this so far this week I was called stupid I was called lazy I was called slow I was called rude I had my eye people roll their eyes at me and all this stuff and it's fucking Wednesday
0: I, I was off Sunday <laughs> well, the rest of your week gets better.
1: I hope Gail comes in again. But, like, I literally, like, I was on the phone with my mom on, like, on the way here. And I was like, yeah, like, Gail came in again. And she was like, Lily. Like, it's so clear. Like, no one, no one knows her. My boss doesn't know her. They don't recognize the name. And it's a unique name that you would remember. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
1: Like, it's, like... You would remember this name and this kind lady, and no one does except for yeah. me. And she only comes when I'm alone in
0: the drive-through. Like it's definitely meant for you. Something right, in the like like, like Gail and I together. have a connection. All right. Well, on that note, I like how we ended on. Right. That. Okay. Uh, so that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Spooky Kooky Wooky Christmas Edition. And thank you guys so much for listening. And Lily, well, you ready to shout out all the socials? Born ready. All right. Follow
1: us on Instagram at Just
0: Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and At
1: Lily Baldessari.
0: Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Cooly Things Podcast. Facebook private group.
1: Just things Podcast group.
0: Donate to that Patreon.
1: Just things Podcast.
0: Get some belated Christmas gifts buying our merch at
1: Tpublic.com. And Just Cooly things Podcast.
0: Yes. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at
1: JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Thanks so much for listening, Boo BooThings. We are going to be taking a break for about a week yeah, just to enjoy the holidays. So if you haven't listened to all our episodes, take this week to catch up on all your just Ghouly Things episodes. As you should. Thank you so <laughs> much for listening, Boo Things, in 2020. And we will talk to Boo next year.
1: Goodbye! Goodbye.